Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to The Real Journey Show with Tara Martin. We are so excited that you tuned in to listen today. We have a super special guest and a dear friend, Lavana Roth, with us today. So Lavana is a mom a wife, an international keynote speaker, an author, the owner of Ignite Your Shine. She has a passion around brain science and how we use that in education. And she is a shine-tastic human that spreads sunshine and rays of hope all over the world. And she just does a plethora of things, but I will give her the honor of sharing what exactly you do, Lavana, for our wonderful world besides bringing smiles to all our faces every day? Well, thank you, Tara. Hi. Good morning, everyone. I Wow. What do I do? That's always an interesting one. It's been quite the journey. So I started out as a teacher and I taught for 10 years doing elementary and secondary levels and absolutely loved it. I became a single mom and said, okay, now what? Like, how am I going to make ends meet? And a teacher's salary can only get you so far. And I had an opportunity to step out, and I did. And I ended up working for several companies in a variety of roles, anywhere from consulting to doing sales to doing marketing for business development. And it just one thing led to another. And then at one point, I had a a rough experience with a company. And it was one that I found out I was the eighth person in 10 months in my position. And it explained a lot of the toxicity of what I was dealing with. And I was tired of coming home, honestly, and crying a lot. And I thought, you know what? what? What could I do different? I mean, if they can do this, then I could do this. And so I didn't know what that meant, but that was 12 years ago when I jumped and started my own company. And that has been an own journey in itself, but a learning one, a one that I absolutely found my love and my passion. And that's where we are today. Oh, so amazing. Well, we just appreciate all the work you do for not only for educators, for students. I see you out there just helping bring joy back into education, which is super important that we keep that piece, that realness piece. I know you and I kind of share that uh, a heart for that type of message. So I really appreciate the work you do. So, Lavana, now that you are on the Real Journey show, we have seen you out there and all the work that you do with education. We're just curious about you just sharing a real journey that you've gone through. And by real for our listeners, um, that relates back to the acronym I wrote in my book. And it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. So as we listen to Lavana's story, I hope that you will find those attributes in her story. And I'm sure that you will. Lavana, just tell us a little bit about any real journey you want to share. Like, where did it begin? Yes. So I feel like there's so many things, just like most people that we can share in our life. And at the times time, we didn't really understand what that was and what it meant. But 
it's interesting how later on you can have a little bit more of that looking backwards and that 2020 vision of understanding. You know, it's the same thing when I look back to everything in my life. There's not one particular journey that I would pinpoint specifically that hasn't built me to be who I am today. But it's also a choice. It's a choice in whatever has happened to taking a moment to reflect back in, embracing it, which is not how I was. I try to remind myself of that, of every journey that happens now, but we embrace it and say, what are the lessons, the benefits and the takeaways that can come from this? And it just, it takes a reframing of how we look at life and we look at things. And I can even, you know, talk about right now, right now, what's happening around the world with the coronavirus. You know, it's one that we're all on this very interesting journey right now when it has, you know, some wonderful things that are coming from it. I know for me personally, it's puzzle time and cooking with my family and watching shows together and just having more of that connection. And we actually, you know, FaceTime with my sister about every two or three days and we do a puzzle while she's doing something else. And just some of those moments that have slipped away and, you know, have gone from us that I think are critical to being humans and connecting. At the same time, people are going through very awful things, you know, very awful things. So I know one of the parts with this Tara, as you know, looking at vulnerability and and being real. And I embrace that all the time. I think it's easy to try to pretend that life is great all the time, but it's not, it's not for any of us. And, you know, I think about it as, you know, someone who owns a business, just like many other people, it has come to a very close screeching halt because most of what I do is out speaking and I can't do that right now. You know, I can do it virtually. I can have, and I do, I have other things on the plate, you know, that are, that we're doing and we're serving our customers and serving others, something that we always keep to the forefront, but nobody planned on this, you know, and, and so figuring out how to navigate, I just want to remind everybody, because I think it's the biggest lesson that I've taken from this is I have to remind myself this is temporary, right? So when we say that, you know, with, with the virus, we're saying our new, what's the phrase? New, um, the new norm. Yes. The new norm, right? I want everybody to add the phrase or the word temporary before that. It is the temporary new norm. Now, does that mean that things will be changed possibly for the rest of our life? It absolutely could be, but I want us to remind us it's really temporary and it's critical for our brain to say that and to understand that because what we tell ourselves right now is of utmost importance. I agree. Wow, that was a lot of wisdom in that little section. But I do believe I I couldn't agree with you more on the vulnerability piece. I know personally, I've been trying to post positivity stuff online just because I've seen so much vulnerability out there, actually. And I really appreciate it too. But just trying to remind people that, you know, there are some good things coming out of this, like all of for me personally, just getting to work out with my boys in our basement, they have nothing else to do. So they'll just come down with me. And it's just so lovely just to have them right there with me in the kitchen when I'm cooking. And that's another thing, like we were eating out so often. So getting back to my roots of cooking, like so grateful I have that skill. Just remembering the things that really are the most valuable in our life, which which is our family. And you mentioned the the speaking world, you know, be getting out there, traveling, speaking. I'm not as often as you, but it's been nice just to be able to slow down and be like, okay, these are the things that really are irreplaceable. And so I'm 
grateful to be cooped up with my boys in my home and have, you know, have this opportunity to spend so much time with them. Um, also appreciate that you shared about the small businesses. I feel like there's just a lot of, I'm very fortunate to be able to work from home with DBC Inc. I, my, my role primarily, my 40 hour job is very remote anyway. And so I'm just so grateful, but I also think it's really important for us that have this, my position to be able to support small businesses in any way that we possibly can. I know that my husband and I have been reaching out to some of our small business owner friends, even like little things that we can do for them, they can do that they could do for us and we could pay them virtually. And so just even because a lot of them, they're like, no, we don't want donations. Like we want to do something for you. And so we've come up with some creative things they can do for us and then we could just pay them. Just so it's just a way to try to help support our local businesses. We have a lot of them here in Lawrence. And so it's just something we've been thinking about a lot as well. I also appreciate the piece that you said, putting temporary in front of the new norm. So our temporary new norm, we will overcome. And I also think it's just cool to think about, you said something, will we come out stronger on the other side? Will we come out different necessarily? potentially on the other side. And I think, yes, it's cool to think about the skill sets and the new learning that's taken place because we're forced to. And so maybe talk a little bit about some of that in your, in your world. And then I can share some of the things that's happened in my world too. And maybe with educators that we're seeing around the, around the world, the new learning that's taken place. Oh my goodness. So much we're seeing and, and the support is just pouring out you know, with, oh, I know how to do that, or I can help you with this, or here's a guide and here's a resource. And I know, I think it was AJ Giuliani or one of them um, put out a resource that we're honored to be a part of as offering free resources, you know. Um, So let me, I will address that. Let me go back to what you said about small businesses, because I first want to say, Tara, thank you for supporting small businesses. And I'm seeing a lot of this negativity on social media. And I protect myself a little bit from it. I don't want to see the negative because negative breeds negative. Right. But I recently had to address this with someone um, because, and I did it privately because I don't believe in, you know, doing public stuff like that, public shaming, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it, it was shared how small businesses shame on them. Shame on you for charging right now. Shame on you for not making everything free. And anyone who knows anything about economy or small businesses, small businesses are what run our economy. So if everybody gives everything away for free, our economy tanks even more. And then on top of that, like I am a small business and I don't have employees, but I have contractors. And if I'm not supporting my contractors, now they can't feed their family. So I understand the mentality of we need this. We're all panicking. We're scared. We need free stuff and resources. And that's why, again, we are offering some free resources. And that is the, to the shine-tastic lessons that we have, you know, go in and and grab those and use those. And we're actually going to get ready on April 3rd to do a webinar and that's going to be free. But we can't expect small businesses to constantly be doing free because there's going to be no business in the end. So the things that you love, the resources you adore will not be there later if nobody gets paid because they can't pay their own employees, contractors, or even their own business to feed their families. So I I want to address that um, when we talk about a real conversation. That's something people need to understand. I think that's a really, really important because, I mean, DBC Inc. is a small business technically too. It's bigger now, but 
I mean, Dave started this business at his kitchen table. It, it's so true. Like there, there aren't very many employees. There's only five of us, but we have an editing team. Like there are lots of, like you said, there's just a lot of people that are contracted out. I guess the point is there's so much behind the scenes of how a small business runs. And it's super important that we remember that every business is suffering in some way or another. Everyone is having to make drastic changes and do things differently than they've ever done before. And a lot of them, it means they're losing a ton of income and they all have mouths to feed. And I don't know, this is that piece where that servant piece of my heart just want, wishes I had billions of dollars and just could support everyone because it melts my heart to be in a situation where we're at right now. And no one asked for this. I was talking to a small business owner, in fact, our um, very dear friends in Lawrence, and they said, I've gone through all these emotions. At first, I was just like, what can we do for free? You know, same thing. What can we do to support our people? And yep. then I was like, oh, great. Like you said, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like we've got to make money. And then I got frustrated and angry that this virus is taking away this business that's taken me five years to create. And she goes, and now I'm just to the point of just bawling. Like, I don't know where we're going next. And I feel like a lot of us are feeling those emotions, no matter what, even if you're not a small business owner, your world has been flipped upside down and the uncertainty is causing a range of all kinds of emotions. And so it's just important that we remember that every single, no one is exempt from feeling this way in this situation. And I think that's so important to remember is that it's, we're all in this in some way, every single human has been affected or will be affected by this if they haven't. Um, and it's, I, you know, going back to, you know, your friend crying and all the roller coaster emotions, I can relate to that. I can relate a hundred percent. And yesterday I actually broke down crying and it was because of the fear of what if this continues for really long time, I can't support my contractors. Right? I can't support my people, my team who is loyal and has been and what helps me get and to be able to serve everyone else in our education. And I also have another company to where we serve corporate. And so it's that fear. And I, and I said, and that was literally the, the straw that broke the camel's back as to why I broke down crying yesterday was because I couldn't imagine laying off my contractors. And one of them has had five jobs. She works her tail off. She's unbelievable. And she's already been let go of three of them. I don't want to be one. Right. So, you know, it's the same, but we're all feeling this. You know, I know it's not just me. I know we're all having this roller coaster in this together. And that's what I would love for that message to be out there is we are in this together, you know, and we're going to get through this. It really is temporary. It may look different. It may shift, just like our educators out there working their tails off to figure out how do we go to e learning? How do we serve our students? How do we serve our parents? How do we serve each other? But please don't forget, how do you serve you? Like my word this year is the word serve. And with serve, it's two purposes. I actually have a mug that has the word serve on it to remind me. And it's, I'm always about serving others. And that's what I want to do. That's the heart of who I am and the core of what we do and what I want to do. And that's why I decided to actually start the company that I started. But I also have to remind myself to serve me because I have such a passion for serving others that there have been times that I've hit really, really hard walls and gotten sick and other things have come from it that we're not healthy. So as all of our educators are running around and like in their heads and running around at home and frantically trying to figure out how to serve their students best, I I beg you to please take moments 
to step back and also take care of you to serve you. I think that's that's super critical. And one of the things I love about seeing this, Tara, is that the creativity that's coming from this, right? The creativity is unbelievable with people who are finding new ways of serving, finding ways to solve problems, and just even going to family time and the creativity of family time, like you working out with your boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that the other day too. We, we pulled all of our furniture out of the living room. We're in a, a high rise and rolled up the carpet and we did it. My daughter and I did a workout together, you know, and we do, we, we go to a gym together, but now we can't go to the gym. This is a way we're modifying that and making sure that we still take care of us, but we get to do it together and have that time together. You know, and there's a business that I saw yesterday that doesn't normally, it's if they have members of a club and someone had posted it and I went into it. It's like a private club normally where people come to, but what they're doing now is saying, Hey, if you need something from the store and they have specific items, if you need this, let us know and we'll bring it to you. Or when we walk around downtown Tampa, which I go outside to run right now, but that's about it. Um, is that, you know, you can't go into the restaurant, but they have the orders taken at the door and then they bring it to you in that way. And so just, again, there's so much creativity that is coming from this in general. And I'm just, I love seeing all the online stuff and the kindness towards each other, the humanity that comes from this. And, you know, unfortunately, when things like this happen, it, there's a lot of negativity and sadness and experiences that people go through that I wish they never had to go through. But I also want us to, to remind ourselves and to pay attention to the good. Because it's easy yeah. to get sucked into all the negative, but look at all the good that's happening too. There's so much. I love that. I I just so appreciate, like you said, all the creativity and it's, it's in education for sure. And I love it too. I know there's been a lot of struggles with moms at home of kids who are also educators. So they're trying to serve their, their students online and teach their four to five kids, multiple different levels of work, you know, at the same time. And I know that it's just been a huge struggle out there, but the creativity of how they're getting all that done and you know, differentiating all the learning and making sure that everybody gets what they need. It's just, it's incredible. It blows my mind. But, you know, now having parents as facilitators too, that's really challenging. What are you hearing out there for parents, you know, from parents? I I love the phrase, I'll start with this. I love the phrase, you know, that it's not about homeschooling, it's about home learning, Mm -hmm. right? And so, I know I'm seeing a lot of parents are overwhelmed, you know, and there's tons of memes that going on about I already expelled one child and the other one's in timeout, you know, (laughs) I sleep with the principal. Don't mess with me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Like they, they're cracking me up and humor is so, so important at these times is that yes, it's a very, very serious time in our life, but we have, a way to release some of that emotion is to have some of that humor. Yeah. I think it's important that when I see a lot of parents being overwhelmed is to don't worry about so much being overwhelmed to take a step back. You know, schools, everybody's again trying to figure this out. So schools are like, wait, we got to get you as much as we can. So you have the resources to be able to do this, but wait, hold on. I'm too overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Forget it. I won't do anything. I don't have the internet. I don't even have a laptop, right? It's all, I know my husband, he's an elementary principal and he has personally handed some of his teachers today. They are personally handing out um, some laptops. So you know, he's in a low socioeconomic school and they're coming through and they're grabbing the laptop. So working through all of that. Um, so parents, I, I'm going to encourage you to take a breath, like just take a breath. You know, we're all trying to figure this out. You're going to do the best that you can. The teachers and administration are doing the best they can. The bottom line is everybody's doing the best they can with what they have and what they know right now. So we'll figure that out. And for me personally, content is always second. It's always second. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, with Ignite Your Shine, we are all about social emotional learning. 
And we're about making sure that we have the brain in the, to a, not a survival state, which is where many of us are right now, but into a thinking state. And so a way you do that is build up the strengths and the passions of your child and really hone in on who they are and don't praise them for being awesome and great just because of that. But what are they really good at doing? You know, are they great at stepping in and helping you when you need it? Do you see that their writing has jumped in ability? All of those little nuances that you look for and the passions that they have, like, oh, I see that you really love cars or you really love Legos. Tell me about that. Why do you actually love playing with these? Get to the heart of those things. Get to know your child. What an awesome time. Again, we talked about bonding. What an awesome time to bond. And take those moments for that and then let the content come in as you can. I care more that our children come out as healthy as they can so that when they re return to school, they are in the state of learning. And that's something that we're very, very big on is not only the social emotional learning, but it comes from the social emotional wellness and brain research. And so the more parents can do that and have grace with yourself and be patient and be patient with your child and your children. Like, I have to be honest, Tara. I have to, I have to be honest. I am grateful that my daughter is now 20. Yeah, <laughs> because I love her to pieces, and I will love her always. But you know, when you see, when you're with one human that long, as many some of these parents are, you know, I I bless you. That's all I have to say. Bless exactly. you, bless you, bless you. <laughs> and these parents with multiple kids, and you know, students with special needs. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. so tough on them. Like I've heard so many parents saying different things to me, and I've given them very similar advice. Honestly, Lavana, just. The, the L in real is learning through life. And the truth of the matter is a lot of things that we learn through life, literally, are the lessons that we still use when we're older. I can't remember um, certain less content lessons that I learned in high school or middle school. But I remember teachers teaching me to value and harness my strengths and talents and leading me in that direction. I remember my second grade teacher teaching me to read and then later teaching me the love of writing and journaling daily has been a lifesaver for my mind, for my heart, for my soul. I call writing my best friend because I journal every single day. There are things like that that I've learned that have carried me through life. And so I feel like for parents out there, there's a lot of learning through life and learning through play and learning through everyday conversations that we can instill in our our kiddos that will last them much longer than any content that we're going to deliver anyway. Yes, I'm going to back that up actually. Uh, my birthday was a few weeks ago or a week ago. I can't even remember anymore. I don't know what time is these days, but um, <laughs> for my birthday, my daughter handed me one gift and the gift was a little book that says, I love you, mom. And inside, she put all of these memories. So again, she's 20 years old. And all the things, I, I even said to her, I was like, wait, you remember this? Like, how did you remember that? And she's like, mom, of course I remembered that. And I'm like, but wait, you, you knew this about me? Like, you recognize this? You saw this? And she's like, of course I saw that. You modeled that all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I have to tell you, it's by my bed. And every morning right now, I read one page. I just read one page. And it brings tears to my eyes. It makes me smile. And it just, she's such a gift to me. And that was probably the greatest gift that she could give me. But my point is, is, is that it's those kind of moments that we're actually creating right now. It's those moments together of sharing and those memories and how we had opportunity to be together. And so, you know, what if, what if parents, you flip that? 
what if you took notes of your child during this time and each day you wrote one little entry and then someday gave it to your child? You know, maybe it's graduation, maybe it's when they're a little older and you you kind of flip that model and give it to them because I know how much they would cherish that. And then you're modeling for them that that memory and then of what family is about, but also creating it's the time spent with each other that's so, so valuable. And who knows, maybe they'll do the same for you someday. It's not why we do it, but just a thought. Yeah, I love that thought. I've started on my Instagram marking the day of the quarantine. So day 10, yesterday was day 10, highlight moments of day 10. and. Almost all of them involve working out with my boys because that's kind of one thing we've been doing together. But another thing that I've been noticing is all the ducks in my pond and just have this like little daily dose of ducks. It's just the little things that I think I was so busy before that I might not have even noticed we had ducks in our pond. I don't remember ever stopping to take videos of them. It's these mm-hmm. little things that these little cherishable moments with our family, these little cherishable moments with the nature around us that we're, we're taking time to see and to value because we aren't cluttered with so much busyness at this moment. Yes. And I will say that that's one thing I've been, I've been busy at home with, you know, how, how do we serve? What do we do? How do we shift this and pivot and making sure that we're still being out there the best that we can with serving, but it has caused me to slow down. And, you know, I'm not on the plane all the time. I'm not in hotels and such. And so I'm actually getting some rest in that way. And again, just having some of that family time. And I know everybody's life looks different, but I still think that we've all been busy to this point. And I guess it's my question I would ask myself and ask others is, what does that busy even mean? Like in the end of the day, what does it mean? You know, I, I think sometimes we're like, oh, we're so busy. And it's something that I'm trying to catch myself on because being busy isn't necessarily a good thing. Being quiet, being still. Yeah, it's true. So I I read something recently and it said being busy isn't, um, gosh, I wish I could remember exactly what I read, but it basically was saying like it isn't a status. It isn't like a valued status. No matter how quote unquote busy we are with schoolwork, with trying to get our children to do the work that they're doing or businesses trying to figure out how to serve. I do think all of us are having these moments where we're spending a lot of time at home. At least in Kansas, we have a stay at home order. Like we can only go out for essentials. We just have this new appreciation of the things around us that we maybe just got used to and we didn't take the time to really value what was actually right here in front of us. And yeah, this has been good. So kind of talked about the origin of this pandemic and then like where we're at right now, all these weird emotions and things we're dealing with and kind of advice for teachers, parents, listeners, small business owners, anybody out there really that's struggling and trying to figure this thing out. What do you think like moving forward, what would be your advice to our listeners? We can't really talk about how we overcame it yet. But what are you thinking for moving forward? Yeah, I, none of us really know what this looks like on the other side, do we? No. <laughs> but I do think yeah. it would be a great story to tell our grandkids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You remember when? Yeah. <laughs> the COVID-19. Yeah, it's going to be definitely, we'll be sharing this for you know at least one generation of probably two or three, but I, I hope that we've definitely learned some lessons from this, but Going forward, a little bit of some of the things that I said with giving yourself grace and having patience, you know, it's, it, even though it's temporary, there will be shifts and changes from this. And 
but try to look at it from the lens of it being possibly a good shift. Um, and so what I mean by that is I think it's very important to reframe our language with what we use, you know, so even I mentioned before, you know, it's, it's our new norm. It's our temporary new norm. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's important for that. It's the same thing. Like we say, at Ignite Your Shine, we don't call them bad days or tough days. And this is often in my keynotes and in my workshops is that we don't call them tough days or bad days. We call them moments, you know, and moments come and go. Or recently I was sharing with a group that I'm working with that it's also, you could refer to as a winter season and a spring and summer season and winter always comes and always does, but so does spring and summer follows. So as we get through this, these winter months and we're not sure how long this is going to last yet, I want you to remember that there is spring coming and summer will come and we will work through this. And what I really hope going forward is that some of those things that we have learned to embrace with families and that time and friendships and those bonding moments that don't let those stop, right? Let those keep going. What are the things that you and your family really cherished and, or you and your friends really cherished and continue to do those, make those traditions. Because I think that's the beauty of what really, really could come from this. I like that. I like several things that you just talked about. Reframing our language is temporary new norm. That's very helpful for me too, because I've been putting the quote unquote new norm. So I think I might change that to the quote unquote temporary new norm. Like you said, what we say to ourselves is what we become and what becomes our thoughts and our thoughts control so much of every part of our body, where our head goes, our body goes. I mean, it's just, I, w- I used to be a fighter, long story short. Uh, believe it or not, I was a kickboxer. And one of the things my coach always gave me was just where your head goes, your body goes. That's true with thoughts as well, where you allow your mind to go, your body and everything kind of follows. So it's very important that we protect our mind and our thoughts. And also, I love the piece where you said it's not necessarily tough days. It's just a tough moment. It's just a moment. And I've often said, you know, the night and then there's the morning. And so we always have the darkness and then the day the sun comes up. And that's just kind of how it works with the winter and the spring. And then you talking about making these connected moments a tradition because one of the things I've done with my PLN that we just tried it this past weekend. We were all talking about like needing to get out and get a fresh breath of air. And we're like in a a Snapchat group. We always sing to each other. So by the way, if you ever want to just like humor your friends, start a Snapchat group and we do what's called the sing off. And so while we're cleaning our house or whatever, we just sing a song that's playing on the radio out loud to our friends on Snapchat. And anyways, one day I said, okay, I think I'm going to get out and get a breath of fresh air. I'm going to go for a walk. And they're like, I wish I could go with you. I'm like, no, let's try it. So we opened the Zoom app. We Googled it. How can we get more than two people in one thing? So I only knew how to do FaceTime. Well, Zoom has an app and literally everybody can sign in and we all went for a walk. And so we literally are just watching each other on our phone, chit-chatting and walking around the lake. And so we did a four mile walk. Everybody's in there just talking about their day and we're in three different time zones. I'm like, how is it that we've been connected on this little Snapchat group for three years? We've never thought that we needed to see each other face to face, but now we're all cooped up and we're like, we need to see each other face to face. And I think that's something that's really fun that's come out of this. There's a lot of ways that we can keep some of this connectedness going. And like you said, make it a tradition. 
Yes. And I, I love some of those things you said, Tara, too. So this is why we could talk for days, um, you know, just that that camaraderie and going back and forth. But when you when you talk about the traditions, I think something that's important is scheduling it in now because we're all going to get back to that busyness, yeah. you know, that we're used to. Life will pick back up and it just gets to be crazy. And I know for me, especially traveling so much, the excuse, and I am going to call it that because that's exactly what it was, was I didn't have time to work out. You know, I just didn't have time. I've got so much going on and, you know, I'm, I'm, it's the way the schedule goes. I won't get into the details because, you know, it's just travel life. And so I realized though I was literally making an excuse because if I prioritized, I could do it. So the way I actually get around that now is the very first thing when I look at a week ahead, very first thing I put on my calendar, the very first thing is my workout. Mm-hmm. And that is my non-negotiable. Right. So I can move if I need to, but my rule is, and I, and I also, when I work with people, I tell the same thing that the rule is you get to move at one time and one time only. So you better make that move count because wherever you move it to, you have to do it because right. Right? otherwise we just keep moving it. So get those traditions on there now. Like get, what are those things that you all love? Get them on the calendar. That becomes your non-negotiable that you, it, we're, we're making this happen. Like this brought our family together and this is, we love each other. And, or this brought friends together. Like I love that you took walks with them and you're, you're on Zoom and you're sharing. And I hope those kinds of things continue because I think that's so important. Um, and then when you said where your head goes, your body goes. I, I love that mentality because I think about it physically, but I also think mentally with that. Mm-hmm. So what a lesson that your, your coach taught you, because, you know, whatever you choose to focus on is what you will see, exactly. you know? And so even like, the reason I started adding temporary new norm to that is because I have a loved one of mine who kept talking about how she felt lonely and she felt isolated and this is my new norm. And all that's happening within that brain is reinforcement of I'm isolated. I'm quarantined. This is my new norm. This is how life is going to be forever. And I had to say to her, I was like, wait a minute, this is temporary. So I started saying that whole temporary new norm because our language matters so, so much. Whatever we say is exactly what our brain hears. And I always say this, that whatever you tell your brain, your brain believes. It's so true. let's make it the good. Let's make it, let's watch our language. Let's put in those new traditions and not say, I'm, I'm going to be so busy again. I can't do this. Yes, you all can. Maybe it's you spread it out further. Maybe it's one of the five things you're doing now, but make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, I love it. I think I'm going to get on our calendar and just say like monthly, like once this is over, then monthly our family like works out in the basement. We have all the stuff down there. So we might as well, we know we can do it. It's just a great idea. And I think you said talking to ourselves, you know, using this language with ourselves and also with our kids. They're listening to us and they're looking to us to to be that positive. And just changing the word temporary in front of new norm gives me hope. It's like, okay, that just gives me hope. I mean, yesterday was a uh, two days ago was a meltdown day for me too. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> uh, if that gives me hope, just saying that to myself, I know that those around me are also going to be like, okay, it's kind of like adding yet to the end of something. We're not there yet. We're not to the end of this yet, but we will get there. So thank you so much for your wisdom, for your, I knew you would bring a ray of sunshine to this show. And I'm so excited just to learn from you and to hear all the beautiful things that not only you're doing with Ignite Your Shine, but how you are serving your people even now. And I would like you to share your free lessons that some of the parents that are listening may not have heard of on social media. But real quick, I just wanted to thank Lavana for being very real with us, you know, showing herself relatable, 
but also exposing a little bit of that vulnerability and what she's experiencing, even breaking down, you know, all of us have had those moments. And we, if you haven't had one yet, you might, if this continues, you might have your moment a little later and be able to relate. But Lavana, you're always so approachable. I never feel like I can't ask you something. So I'm always grateful for that. And then the lessons learned that you've shared through this experience and through through your life experiences at the onset when you were talking about just going from a single mom to a business owner and, and also realizing, you know what, I can help them make millions or I can try to make my own millions, you know, like understanding, like, I don't have to be in this situation that I'm miserable and I can go ahead and try to make my own business, helping us to know that we can overcome from adversity. And I know you didn't really talk about your childhood, but I feel like you and I have a similar background there too. And being able to work up and grow from those experiences and look back, that piece of my life made me so much stronger. I think that is what makes you such a a beautiful human and also just the joy that radiates from you because you know what it's like to be in a hard time. And I think most of our listeners out there probably have experienced this too. You know what it's like to be in a hard time and you know what it's like to overcome it. So right now, maybe we are in a harder time universally. (laughs) And then But when we come out of this, we're going to be so much stronger. And that's always the case for like, you're in the darkness, but then the sun comes up. Thank you so much for sharing all those beautiful lessons with us. Well, Tara, I'm going to, if I may jump in, I just want to say the same about you. You're actually choking me up over here. Um, I know you can see it because you can see me, but um, I just want to thank you because I, you know, I never did share my childhood story just because I felt like it was nobody's business. It's not what I was supposed to do. And then the first time I shared it was actually when I was giving a graduation commencement speech. And that's when I had students come up to me and ask if they could hug me and share that they had similar circumstances or something similar that they could relate to it. And that's what's the be- so beautiful about you and about you doing the Real Journey show is that you are creating an opportunity for us to share and to realize we are not the only ones. You know, we all go through stuff. And, and if, if we're not real with it and we don't face it in vulnerability and having the courage to do that, then what are we doing? you know, what are we doing? It it is about serving others and you providing the show. And I remember specifically the time you came up to me and introduced yourself. It was after I was done talking and it was amazing to meet you. And it's been a privilege ever since because you were bringing so much realness of what is needed and so much of a platform for people like myself and so many others to be able to share and connect in that way. And so the last thing I'll say is, is you talked about coming through all of this with, you know, being stronger and I actually, I'm, a, I'm working right now with a group. I started a course on teaching people how to get into educational consulting. And I said to them literally this morning on our Facebook Live that strength isn't about being strong every moment of your life. It's not about being strong every second. Because I'd like to redefine that a little bit, that you draw strength from these kinds of moments. So if you break down and cry, like you admitted you did, I've done, you know, just through this time period already, and I'm sure there's probably going to be more, is that doesn't mean you're weak. Because strength comes from, okay, what just happened? What did I learn from it? What's the takeaway? And you know what? I'm picking myself up. I am moving forward. I'm going on to the next thing and I'm making it happen. And that's what strength actually is. So if you have that moment, please don't view it as weak. It's not. It's it's you allowing to release your emotions as a human and to draw strength from it. Pick yourself back up because you are strong. Agreed. Agreed. I fight perfectionism so much. I mean, that was something I fought as a kid too. I just thought if I could be perfect, then maybe my parents would love me. You know, like I had this crazy idea of love, and I don't know. It's just 
it's kind of a mindset that, that I got in when I was really young. And it's kind of carried into my adult life. And I do just that. I'm like, oh gosh, don't break, don't break. Like <laughs> you've got this, like you've overcome like all these things. Why are you, why are you struggling with this one area? But one of the things that I see a wellness doctor, a whole body wellness doctor, she's also a therapist. So it's really cool because she can see the whole, like it's, it's just a long story, but she, she views you as a whole person, scientifically and emotional, social, emotionally. But one of the things she's always told me is recognize all those emotions give way to all of those emotions and then look back and say, okay, I've overcome that before. And I felt the same way. I rec- I had all of these emotions, but you recognize all of them and then you move forward. But she said, it's really important not to delete them or not to act like they are weakness or, or you can't experience them because it's wrong. She says to recognize all of them. So that's what I do in my journal. Like I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, but... I have overcome this before. So I think I felt similar emotions when I was dealing with this. So how am I going to move forward from this point forward? Because it's really important for us in this time right now too, like we just said, we just have all kinds of uncertainties going on and you're not expected to be perfect. And and, and (laughs) even if you have a mindset like me where you strive for that perfection, you're just going to have to let it go. I mean, that's what I'm having to do always but this is definitely what we have to do. We have to stay real. And that's why I write about being real. And I talk about this idea of, I wish I were perfect because that is a part of the real me, but I also have to recognize that's impossible. It is. And I always joke that I'm a recovering perfectionist because I am, (laughs) you know, there's times, but I will tell you, I feel such freedom. Most of the time, it's still a battle for me, but I feel such freedom when I say it's good enough. It's good enough. If you are stopping from yourself from serving others because you ha- I think it has to be perfect, then it's good enough right now. Get it out there. And I think sometimes, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, it has a lot to do with vulnerability with being criticized. You know, and I don't want to be criticized. And I, I've had to come a long way in that to say people are going to criticize, but it's actually not about me. It's about them and something they're dealing with. And I love the idea of going back and looking back at everything because if you don't deal with it, it will show back up in your life at some point. If you don't deal with the emotions of what you're going through, it will reappear and usually not in a pretty form. Yeah. It's just, it's the human body and the human mind is just an interesting creation, but it's so beautiful. And we need everyone to be collectively together in this and understand that this we are gaining so much empathy for each other and for others our healthcare workers our people our grocery store workers all these people that are out there risking their lives their lives and when they go home to their families their lives i think collectively as a nation we really are or as a world really we're gaining so much empathy for others too and i really appreciate that me too. And thank you for the compliments, by the way. It meant a lot. Oh, <laughs> Something else I've had to work on is accepting. So I, I'm, I'm, here's how I'm going to accept it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so deserving. So tell us a little bit about these lessons that you have available for others, for anyone who wants to participate. And then um, how, did they, how our listeners can contact you or connect with you on social media. So the Ignite Your Shine SEL lessons, so social emotional learning lessons, is available. And I I will make sure I get you the website to be able to do that. So they have a link, but these lessons have videos that 
the students will watch. And there were short videos of me. Um, and then after they've watched the video, there are hands-on lessons for them to do. So these lessons were actually meant for teachers in a classroom to do with a whole class. However, you can easily modify them. So for example, one of the lessons is for, and shine, shine is an acronym and I stands for inspire. So one of the lessons is to write an inspirational letter. Well, that's something you could do with your child at home. Our teachers could do it with e-learning right now. And what a beautiful opportunity to say, who, who needs a thank you right now? And it may be a family member who's out buying groceries and taking care of someone. It could be you know, the neighbor. It could be a healthcare worker. You, anyone that you want it to be and as many as you want, but what a beautiful way to do this. So they, um, but these lessons, it's, it's just really getting into the heart of the child and their strengths and their passions and what can they do with all of that to be the exceptional person they were meant to be. And that's what we're all about is building up our confidence in our students because and our adults. <laughs> because when you build that up, that confidence, then they can move forward with taking risks, with achieving great things. Yes, those lessons, I would definitely give you the link um, to that. We'll include those in the show notes. So that'll be perfect. okay. Okay, fabulous. Thank you. And then I'm on all social media. Most of it is at Lavana Roth, and it's L A capital V. O-N-N-A-R-O-T-H. Um, or you can also connect with us for at Ignite Your Shine. So Ignite Your Shine. We're pretty much on every platform, I believe. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lavana. You're, so, you're such a beautiful human. I'm inside and out. And I'm just so grateful to not only call you a colleague, uh, PL connected professional learning network friend, but also like, I feel like you're like a family. <laughs> like... <laughs> Friends and family and education, right? And I just am so appreciative of you sharing your real journey with us today. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in, who's listened to The Real Journey Show. We appreciate you tuning in and come back again next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much for joining The Real Journey Show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag RealJourneyShow to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show. <laughs>